Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and on ESPN+. Plus, Amber Wilson and Harry Douglas filling in for the guys today. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. You can tweet to us at Amber W Sports. That's me at HDouglas83. That's him. You can also join the conversation. Give us a call if you have something to say. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. So, Harry, we're in the midst of training camp. we got some preseason games tonight, so some NFL action tonight. So we are in the NFL spirit. And, of course, there's all sorts of reports coming out of training camp. So it is time for us to do our NFL training camp whip around. And for that, we bring in our producer, Devin Kane. What's up, Devin? Oh, he's not there. Just kidding. So are we not bringing in? I assume we're not bringing in our producer, Devin Kane, then. So you know what? I'm Thanks, just going to whip around for you, <laughs> Harry Douglas. Let's Devin do set it. up this segment for himself and then forgot to even be here for this segment. So I'm just going to go ahead and whip around the NFL for you. First up, Coach Todd Bowles says that Tom Brady is away from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to deal with some personal things. That is the direct quote, personal things. We have no idea what that means. To me, that kind of means Tom Brady's the GOAT. He's 45 years old. He's got no time for training camp. What's it mean to you? Well, uh, I don't know because I, I don't – I don't. I don't want to say one thing, and then it might be something deeper than. If it's something what I'm serious, saying. then I'm going to feel real bad for my take. Okay, so let me just <laughs> go all, ahead and. That's preface. why I kind of had like one eye open. I was like, oh. Let me just know. preface this with: I hope everything's okay with Tom and his family and all of his loved ones, and I hope Tom is happy and healthy. And that personal things means that he's sitting on the couch, he's drinking some TB12 electrolytes, and mm-hmm. he's watching some Netflix because he doesn't need training camp. He's the guy. No. I will say this. I don't think it's going to bother their team one bit because Tom Brady is going into, what, his 23rd year, right? Going into his 23rd year. Um, He's seven Super Bowls in. Uh, He led the lead in passing yards last year. So Tom Brady being at practice or missing practice doesn't bother me as much as it would bother some young people. Next up in our NFL training camp whip around, New York Jets have added Dwayne Brown after Mekhi Becton's very serious knee injury. What do you make of this signing? $22 million contract for two years for the offensive tackle. They needed this signing very, very badly. You see a guy like Mekhi Becton, who was going to be a part of their plans this year, running the football, that Shanahan offense, that Mike LaFleur, the brother of uh, uh, Matt LaFleur, uh, it ha- ha- runs that offense. But the second year in that offense is really when it starts to take off. Now, the base of that offense is rushing the football. We do know a guy like Makai Becton is good in pass blocking and run blocking. He's not going to be there. So they got a solid veteran in Dwayne Brown. Uh, thank goodness they had somebody up there visiting or, or recently visiting that they could sign in, in, into, into his place. Yeah, they actually began courting Brown before the Makai Becton injury. So Mm -hmm. this ends up being a no-brainer for the New York Jets. Initially, Robert Sala just said, 
that he would be a bonus and that he was satisfied with his tackle situation, but he wanted to just bring in ba- Brown for some extra help. Well, obviously, when Makai went down, I mean, they desperately needed Dwayne Brown to fill that role. Five-time Pro Bowler. He is 37 years old, but again, he's replacing an injured player, so I think a good move here for the New York Jets. Running back James White, he is retiring from the NFL. He said in a statement that it was an honor to represent the New England Patriots. What do you make of James White retiring? He probably said, damn it, I'm tired. I'm tired of this brutal, brutally training camps. I'm tired. But I do remember, and I hate that I have this memory of James White because he did score that touchdown when they were down 28-3 uh, to come back and actually win that game in the Super Bowl against the Atlanta Falcons, my Atlanta Falcons. Uh, so this is sad news because he's meant so much. They call him Sweet Feet for a reason. But he's probably like, oh, this offense doesn't look uh, the way it used to look uh, when I've been here and won those three Super Bowls. So let me go ahead and retire and enjoy myself. Yeah, he holds three Super Bowl records, all from that Super Bowl against your Atlanta Falcons, by the way. Most receptions, most points scored, and mm-hmm. most touchdowns. He holds all of those Super Bowl records right now, all thanks to your Atlanta Falcons. Kick me while I'm down, Amber. Kick me me while I'm down. He's only 30 years old. He spent his entire eight-year career with the New England Patriots. A good career. He was selected in the fourth round of the 2014 draft out of Wisconsin. He played as a rookie, which was surprising, and he actually ends up playing and contributing in a Super Bowl there against the Seattle Seahawks. So a good career there for running back James White as he hangs it up. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they are going to start Mitch Trubisky over Mason Rudolph in the preseason opener, also over Kenny Pickett as well. They won't name who their starting quarterback is week one. All signs here point to Mitch Trubisky being that guy. Yeah, the proof is in the pudding. I mean, if you have eyes and if you know how to read between the lines of what Mike Tomlin has been saying or uh, if you've been out there at practice and seen the clips that Mitch Trubisky has been the number one guy, and then you look at the depth chart and Mason Rudolph is two and Kenny Pickett is three, um, it's it's leaning towards the direction of Mitchell, Mitch Trubisky being the number one guy there. And I want to see what he's going to be able to do in Matt Canada's offensive system, right? Being a guy that's a dual threat, you're not back there being a statue like we've seen Big Ben be the last two years. Uh, but you look at this skill position group, uh, you're talking about Najee Harris at the – at the running back position, and then those wide receivers that they have. Here's the question, Amber. Is the offensive line going to block this year for the pass That's, game or the, and the run right. game? That's a very they, good question block? out of Pittsburgh. There's also significant questions at that quarterback position because even if it is Mitch Trubisky, I don't really know what he did recently other than hold a clipboard next to Josh Allen. Like that's what he did to Charlie. revitalize his entire <laughs> career was hold a clipboard. The last time we actually saw him play significant football, it looked ugly in Chicago. So I don't know if Mitch Trubisky is the answer. I think that he is going to be the week one starter for Pittsburgh and that Kenny Pickett though is probably in their plans at some point in the future. Here was Mike Tomlin, the Steelers head coach on Sirius XM addressing the quarterback battle. Man, I have really enjoyed this group and the work they've done. Uh, and getting to know them and just talking to them about the elephant in the room, which is the competition. Um, I pride myself in being really transparent. I think the more we can do that, it it steadies the waters and allows them to be themselves in the midst of all of this. And so that's where my focus has been. Um, We're not going to be 
uh, blowing in the wind, and, and, I, and I made that point to him early on. The depth chart is not riding on each and every throw. I just don't believe you develop men and teams that way. Right. I, think it, I think it circumvents their, their leadership. That was so much coach speak from the vet coach, Harry. I, I got absolutely nothing out of that. Uh, but, again, reading between the lines, it feels like it's Trubisky. I mean, just nothing yeah, out of that. By yeah, the way, do you remember the television show years ago, Kids Say the Darndest Things? You know I, do, I, I didn't watch it, but I do know what you're talking about. Okay. Well, Steelers fans say this darndest things. Because I don't know if you were listening to Barton Hahn the other day. But on Barton Hahn the other day, there was multiple Steelers fans who called in saying that they were making the Super Bowl this year. Multiple. Wow. You're going to make um, the Super Bowl with Mason Rudolph or Mitchell Trubisky, even Kenny Pickett after week six or something? What are we talking about, Steelers Number fans? one, I want to know what kind of whiskey they were drinking. Because we all know it was very, very strong. Um, if they feel that way. And I get it, right? That's their team. They want to be optimistic about things and, and give hope. We have hope that the Steelers are going to make, make it to the Super Bowl and actually win it. No, 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 no. I, I think the Steelers may be the odd team out. Let's not forget now, defensively, they were last against the run last year. Last against the run. And defenses, I don't care if you're the first or the worst, the main thing you want to do is stop the run. That's the first thing you're always taught in football. I don't even care what level. Hey, we got to stop the run. They did a poor job of it last year. Is it going to be better this year? I don't know. But I won't know until they go out there and play. But I don't even think they're going to make the playoffs this year. We have been talking about the NFL for over two hours at this point. So coming up next, I want to switch gears momentarily. Could we potentially see Kevin Durant and James Harden reunite? We will explain. That's next. This is Canty and Carlin. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Wilson and Harry Douglas filling in for the guys on Canty and Carlin. You can tweet to us at hdouglas83. That's him at Amber W Sports. That's me. So I want to take a little NFL break for just a moment. Don't worry. We will get back to the NFL. But there is some eh, kind of news out of the NBA, calling it direct news. Might be overstating it, but we are thirsty for any Kevin Durant news on this Kevin Durant watch. 
And other than that meeting with Josai, it has been very quiet on the Kevin Durant trade front. We know he still wants to get traded. That was part of the reports coming out of that meeting with his owner. And now we're hearing about another potential trade destination where Ian Begley, who covers the Knicks for SNY Network, is putting out there that Kevin Durant is now open to the possibility of reuniting once again with James Harden on the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, given Durant, Embiid, and Harden sounds pretty, pretty good, Harry Douglas. I'm guessing the Sixers would have to give up both Tobias Harris, which that's probably not a stretch for them, but also <laughs> Tyrese Maxey, in addition to Harris, in addition to a Hall of Draft picks, in order to get the Nets to consider this trade. What do you make of this idea that KD would want to be back with Harden? Yeah, uh, if I'm the Sixers, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. Um, because when I look at those three guys paired together, how are you going to stop that? And then you have a guy like P.J. Tucker, because I'm pretty sure he's not going to be asked to be in the deal, the, the move. You have a guy in, in, in P.J. Tucker who's that tough-minded, gritty guy. Uh, I already think of Kevin Durant being that guy, too, on the basketball court. And then you pair uh, Joel Embiid. You throw that into the equation as well. And here's the thing I want people to understand, because a lot of people get so caught up in, well, I'm not, I don't want to get rid of our bench or this, whatnot. Well, the bench for the 76ers was part of the problem last year. They didn't show up, especially in the playoffs. They weren't there. That's why they went and got uh, a Daniel House. That's why they went and traded for DeAnthony Melton uh, from the Memphis Grizzlies. That's why they went and got P.J. Tucker. That's why they went and got those guys uh, because the bench. Now, P.J. Tucker's going to start, but that's another reason why they went and got those guys because the bench didn't show up when they needed to last year. But that three-headed monster in James Harden, and B and Kevin Durant, how are you going to stop that? I mean, it sounds good on paper, but I would have thought, how are you going to stop James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant? And the answer was pretty easily. So I don't no, know no, 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 what no. this uh, looks uh, like uh. with these three coming together. Now, I understand the, it wasn't that easy. Kyrie, We just didn't see it. We didn't see it much. We Brooklyn. didn't see much of it. We saw like 17 games of it or whatever yeah, it was. See, we didn't see much of it. <laughs> by the end of the season, we didn't see much of that, largely in part because of Kyrie. But what we did see from James Harden in both Brooklyn and in Philly, frankly, is Harden isn't Houston James Harden. So that also has to be considered here. I mean, I don't know how much of a force this three-headed monster is. I do know that it sounds like one on paper. I've also seen things not go according to plan on paper. I have no doubts about Joel Embiid. I don't have doubts about Kevin Durant, but it's all about who you put around those guys. Embiid and Harden wasn't able to get it done. Like, just that duo, not able to get it done. And then you're trading away Maxi in order to bring in Durant. And that's probably going to be the sticking point for a lot of 76ers fans. Now, I'm not saying that that's the right approach to take because we are talking about the arguably greatest offensive player of this generation. That's right? what I'm I looking mean, like, Kevin like Durant that. is generational. <laughs> so even if you think that Tyrese can turn into some superstar, he's probably ain't going to be Kevin Durant. You know, like, I mean, j yeah. that's not even a knock on Maxi. I've always been high no, on him, but like the bar is just set way too high but the reason that maybe Sixers fans wouldn't like it is because Maxie's only 21 years old and one of the things when you consider Kevin Durant is everything they have to trade away for a guy who is in his mid-30s and that does factor into the conversation because yes you have him under contract for the next four years how many of those four years are still going to be peak prime Durant we've already seen him be prone to injury I'll say this, and for all Philly fans that are listening right now, I know how bad y'all want to win, and I know the mindset that y'all have when y'all lose. 
Granted, you know, Atlanta beat y'all in the playoffs when y'all were the number one seed. But we're not going to bring up old things. Right? We're not going to bring up old things. I know how bad the Philadelphia 76ers and Philly fans want to win. If I got to give up Tyrese Maxey to bring in Kevin Durant and that's going to bring me closer to a championship, I'm doing it. Because one of the things you just mentioned, Amber, that James Harden wasn't the same guy. He hasn't been the same guy. Okay, so now I just need him to be distribute James Harden and just score points here and there. Especially when I have a Kevin Durant and a Joel Embiid, I have the one-two punch. I have the Batman and Robin. Oh, damn it, I have the Batman and Batman. I got two Batmans. It's just the years may be different on the Batmans. I got two Batmans now. <laughs> yeah, you do. You have two Batmans, and they would <laughs> probably complement each other quite well with the, the defensive powers of Joel Embiid and the offensive powers of Kevin Durant. I, I do agree that it relieves some pressure there from James Harden. But again, I saw a crazy trio in Brooklyn and it didn't at all go according to plan. Now, the Sixers are a team that hasn't won a title since 1983. So oh, I would I imagine that they're desperate. In. I wasn't even born then. The Philly Nation, Philly fans, uh, every freeway, everybody who, uh, Beanie Single, uh, everybody from Philly, I know how bad you want a championship. Don't tell me you want to hold on to Tyrese Maxey. And you got an opportunity to get Kevin Durant and be closer, closer to winning a championship. Please don't tell me that because I'm a feel, I'm not going to feel sorry for you. I'm not going to feel sorry for you. But if you trade away your young 20-something players and your draft picks in order to get this done, then if it doesn't work, you are really up it because it is going to leave the Sixers with very few avenues for improvement down the road. Now, I'm not saying I wouldn't do it. I'm not saying I wouldn't do it if I'm Philadelphia. As a Heat fan, I want nothing to do with this. I want nothing to do with this pairing. I desperately do not want this to happen. Like, I didn't want KD to go to Boston either, but I really don't want to see Kevin Durant alongside Joel Embiid with James Harden there. uh, KD did call Joel Embiid unstoppable this past season. So we know he has massive respect for Joel Embiid. And obviously we saw where Joel Embiid were talking about the runner-up in the MVP voting the past two years getting potentially paired up with the greatest offensive player of his generation. They can go from, in a two-year span, having a Ben Simmons who doesn't want to shoot a layup under the basket and not even wanting to play last year to having Kevin Durant with James Harden and Joel Embiid, sign but it me only, up. It only works if those guys stay healthy. And that is a question mark because, I mean, given Joel hasn't had the injury concerns like he did early in his career, he's still in his 20s, and he certainly takes care of his body, which has seemed to obviate those injury concerns. But when you're talking about a Kevin Durant who's 34 years old and you're talking about a James Harden who I think he's only 33, right, but James Harden might as well be 43 with I feel like the years on on his body with maybe the way he kind of takes care of it. So that might be a bit of an issue there with James Harden. So the problem is you've seen the injuries are already start piling up for KD. The problem is you've seen the hamstring injuries already with James Harden as well. It, again, looks good on paper, but injuries could keep it from actually being good in reality. Sign me up. Sign me up. Sign me up. We got, we got to get Philly fans to call in and ask them, would they love to have Kevin Durant, Joel Embiid, James Harden, that three-headed monster, but you got to give up Tyrese Maxey. Would they, would they love their chances to not only make it to the NBA Finals, but contending and trying to win an NBA Finals championship? 
I need I need to hear from Philly fans. I need to hear from all of you. I need to hear I don't from know you. why I don't know why James Harden wants this to happen because I feel like he ran away from this guy. <laughs> I mean, I understand he also together. ran away from Kyrie, but I feel like he ran away from KD, man. Like he ran away from this Kyrie situation Irvin. and then KD's going to follow Irvin. him to he Philadelphia. Ran away from Kyrie Irvin. He ran away from oh, Kyrie well. Irvin. Kevin Durant and James Harden reuniting would be a hot ticket. Hot ticket is brought to you by Vivid Seats, where you earn rewards with every purchase. Vivid Seats rewards is your ticket to more tickets. Vivid Seats life happens live. Coming up next, we go back to the NFL. Chase Claypool believes the Steelers can be the best offense in the NFL. How far off is he? Harry will tell you. But first, Harry has to tell us about Vivid Seats. The 2022 baseball season is in full swing, and you can be there to catch all the action live with Vivid Seats. Get out to the ballpark and experience every home run, every web gym, and every walk-off. And with Vivid Seats rewards, you'll start earning free tickets from your very first purchase. Buy 10 tickets, get 11 one free. That's like getting 10% back on every ticket. From the box seats to the bleachers, Vivid Seats have you covered with tickets at great prices all summer long. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Life happens live. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Amber Wilson and Harry Douglas hanging out with you here on Canty and Carlin. So, Harry, we were talking about people saying crazy things about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, let's add somebody else to the list. It's not just Steelers fans. It's also Chase Claypool. He has said that the Pittsburgh Steelers offense can be the best in the NFL. Here was Chase Claypool, the Steelers wide receiver on their offensive potential. I think we can be the best offense in the country as long as we do all the right things. Um, you know, we got to stay healthy and we got to execute plays. But um, I think there is no ceiling for us. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people are going to, you know, get on my head for that. But, you know, I believe that and as I should. Well, as you should. And so I don't have a problem with it because you know where your paychecks are coming from. But Chase, you're wrong. And the reason you're wrong is because, you know, again, as we said earlier, Harry, Mitchell Trubisky, Mason Rudolph, even Kenny Pickett out of the gate. I don't care who you give me. It ain't going to be the best offense in the NFL. Amber, I'm scratching my head. Let me tell you, can I tell you why I'm scratching my head? I'm, I'm trying to figure out, did Patrick Mahomes get traded to the Steelers? Did Josh Allen get traded to the Steelers? Did Joe Burrow get traded to the Steelers? Did Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, did all these guys, Tom Brady, 
Matt Staff, did all these guys get traded to the Pittsburgh Steelers? The answer is no. Hell no. Like, no. Even so if they I, did, I don't know. They'd have the best offense in the NFL, frankly, but they didn't. Well, I'll say this, though. Now, when you look at their skill position players, they do have some players to make noise. Their problem is the quarterback position in the unknown and the offensive line. And I would say unknown, but we've seen how terrible they have been the last two years. So, no, it's not unknown. So, those two factors alone – uh, allow me not to put them in that category. But when you look at their receiver group, you look at Chase Claypool himself, Deontay Johnson, and then George Pickens, who I thought was going to be a sleeper, whoever got him um, in this past year's NFL draft. Those three guys are, are straight ballers in my eyes. And then you add a Najee Harris and a Pat, uh, Fryer Melt at the tight end position. They have skill position players. It's just the two most important factors factor in here, the quarterback position and the offensive line. Well, and you're talking about weapons here. I mean, they lost three of their top five pass catchers, right? They lost Juju Smith-Schuster. They they it. lost James Washington. They lost Ray-Ray McLeod, right? Not they lost them it. all in free agency. I mean, I understand you're not worried about it, but I don't really understand. Well, I guess I don't understand why. <laughs> well, I was, I, I'm t- I'll tell you why. I I'll understand you why. you're not worried about it, but I don't understand why you aren't worried about so, it. So I'll tell you why. So Chase Claypool, uh, one of my close friends, his name is Chip Long, was Chase Claypool's offensive coordinator while he was at Notre Dame. And I remember he was coming out for the draft, and I was like, man, um, I watched his film. I'm going to tell you what I think about him after you tell me. I'm going to send you my notes on him. And he confirmed everything that I had for him. Tough as hell. Uh, a guy that played special teams, will block in the run game, will make the big play for you, all of that. So I love the game of Chase Claypool. Deontay Johnson. I think Deontay Johnson is better than a lot of people give him credit for. Now, the only problem I think he has is when it gets a little cold up there, he tends to have some drops. But you talk about quickness off the line of scrimmage, getting out, in and out of breaks. You love that from a receiver like Deontay Johnson, especially for his size. Now, you go to George Pickens. If George Pickens doesn't get hurt at Georgia, he's going to be a bigger name. And then he had some off-the-field things as well. He's going to be a bigger name than what he actually was coming into this draft. I love George Pickens because, you know what I like at the wide receiver position? I love players that are dogs, and he's a natural dog. And he's going to go up and get the ball. Now, can he run every route, Chris? No. But if you talk about an X receiver, a guy that I can run a five-step post, we call it glances, or run deep uh, digs or in cuts, go balls, beat one-on-one press coverage, George Pickens is that all day. You talk about the tight end position. What has Pittsburgh had throughout the past few years? Uh, not just few years, but I'll say 10 to 15, a solid tight end. They have that. And then we all know what Najee Harris is to the run game and the pass game. So they not have arguing. dynamic players. Right. I'm not arguing with you about running back or tight end, frankly. But, I mean, when you're going all in on a George Pickens, he may end up being great, but he's a rookie, right? I mean, they also drafted – uh, Calvin Austin the third. I mean, another rook. Who I understand I, that I like this too. was a deep, a deep wide receiver draft, but you're talking about relying on Dejounte Johnson and Chase Claypool. And Claypool, his production failed to meet his production from his rookie season. He went from 11 touchdowns to two touchdowns last here's season. The ju- here's the juggernaut, though. What is it going to look like with Mason Rudolph or Mitch Trubisky <laughs> throwing him the football now? And I'm not saying Big Ben was great last season because he wasn't. But I don't know if any of those guys are even as good as a Big Ben on his way out. Well, well I would tell you this, though. I, I do think Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett does upgrade over Big Ben because Big Ben could not move. Big Ben is a statue. And when you have guys like that, the defense, and then 
the run game wasn't solid. Now the defensive uh, line can just tee off and just say, you know what, we're going to get Big Ben. We know he can't move. He can't elude tackles like he did early on in his career. So I think that's going to be a plus for them as well. Um, another addition to their team, because they added Brian Flores to that coaching staff, but a guy who coached me at the wide receiver position, Frisman Jackson, he is now their wide receiver coach. And I know everything that Fritz stands for. And I know what he's trying to get done up there with those guys. And they need somebody that they can relate to on all cylinders, uh, who's going to give them that tough love, uh, tell them what they need to hear, not what they want to hear, and be in tune within that room on all cylinders. So I, I, I do have that little inside uh, part of it. And I actually talked to Frisman about probably about three, four weeks ago. And the first thing he said to me is, man, they, they sleeping on this room. And I said, Coach, you ain't got to tell me. You know I know. I said, because if the quarterback position could be right and that offensive line can block uh, uh, for enough time for, for the quarterback to get the ball off, they're, they're going to be decent now. I just don't I just I have I zero confidence that, well, and I have zero confidence that the quarterback position is going to be right. Now, they did spend big money on their O-line this season. They gave $41 million to James Daniels. They have done what they can to try to shore up that line this offseason. Yep. DeJounte Johnson, by the way, is headed into a contract year. So I would expect a no, big no, no, year they, from so him. They, so they, so they, just, they just read them up. They just, oh, they, they just did just re-em up. They, they oh, okay, well, just then he got the bag. So now, yeah. now he can just go out there and catch footballs from Mitch Trubisky, and it doesn't have to look that great. By- <laughs> I, I just – the problem is the quarterback position. Let's be honest and about the, the Pittsburgh And the, the offensive line. I think and, the, and maybe the O-line as well, even though they've spent some big money on it. Like, they, like what are we talking about when we're talking best – Best offense in well, the I'll league. You, That's and best, I don't. Best for Chase me. Chase Claypool has to say that, but it's crazy talk. Best for me is the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, they had three guys at the wide receiver position last year that almost went over a thousand yards each. But that O line was atrocious. Oh no! But that's the that's the thing. They they went and got a Ted Karras. They mm-hmm. went and got an Alex Kappa. They went and got a Lyle Collins. So they, they made it a point in this offseason, you know what, we have a franchise quarterback. We have these dynamic playmakers. Let's focus on this offensive line, and that's what they did. That's why I think they – then you have a Joe Mixon at the running back. They're going to be scarier this year, I believe, than they were last year. Uh, I'll, I'll see your Bengals and raise you the Buffalo Bills. I think that they'll be a dynamic Ooh. offense. I think we could have the conversation about the Chargers. We could probably mm-hmm. have the conversation about the Bucks, maybe even the Chiefs until somebody unseats them, although I'm one who thinks they got worse without Tyreek Hill. You've been telling me forever that that wide receiver room might be better without Tyreek, with receiver by committee, which is yeah. just nonsense and ridiculous. And I'm glad we're up against the <laughs> clock, so I can't even give you the floor on this one because I'm tired of hearing that nonsense take. <laughs> but I would put the Chiefs far above the Pittsburgh Steelers, but Hey, Claypool, you know, keep showing out for your team. That's what you're supposed to do is support your guys coming up next. We're going to support our guys here. Is it too early to start projecting the NBA end of season awards in August? Maybe, but you know, let's do it anyways. This is sports radio. Canty and Carlin on ESPN radio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Shanahan has beef with the league over his hat for 2022, Harry. In a recent appearance on KNBR, Shanahan complained about the rules that are limiting his potential hat selections. This is the quote from Shanahan. I have such beef with them right now, he said, without specifically identifying the NFL. But he said, it's a tough issue going on. They won't let me pick out my new one. They won't let me wear one that's from a past year, so I can't wear, like, an older one. I've got to wear the new ones that they give me this year. Unfortunately, that's none I like wearing, so hopefully we can figure it out or wait till salute to service. He elaborated that the basis for his beef, it's just deal, Shanahan said. I want, don't want to go too hard and get fined or anything, but trust me, trust me, I'm upset about it. What do you make of Kyle Shanahan being very passionate about his limited hat selection? This is my opportunity to take it over for Kyle Shanahan so he doesn't get fined. I agree with him. I agree with him. From days of playing in the National Football oh, League. Y'all are and, y'all such privileged NFLers. Yes, but let me tell you this. You're being warm-ups. You have your socks pulled down or you have your socks up, uh, but not enough white is showing. So when you go in from warm-ups, you get in the locker room, you're trying to get prepared for a damn football game, but you have people tapping you on your shoulder. Hey, they wrote you down. You're not showing enough white in your socks. I'm not worried about no damn white in my socks and getting fined. I'm worried about how can I beat my opponent and, and, and move a man from point A to point B against his will, and how can I beat him one-on-one on routes? You tapping me on my shoulder telling me about socks. We know what we call the guy that comes tap you. We call him the uniform police, and I was sick of him. Every game, hey, uh, you, you have a shirt. Pull up your hanging. socks, Harry Douglas. You have, it's you not that a, hard, man. You have, You're making millions you a, of dollars. Just pull up your socks. You have a shirt hanging out of your jersey. So? So? So what? I will say this. There are a lot of stupid rules in the NFL. Like, I looked yes, up the is. rules once. In the There's just everything about y'all's lives. There's a rule for it. It is, yes, it it is. is honestly remarkable. It is not something that any of us outside of sports can really relate to because, yes, there's companies that have some rules. Ain't like the NFL. Even if your company makes you wear a uniform, it ain't like the NFL. Like, it is crazy with the amount of rules that you guys have to stick to. Amber, here's the most ridiculous ones. When Sean Taylor passed away and Ryan Clark wore number 21 on his eye black, he got fined for it. When... You have guys like, I'm trying to remember his name, D'Angelo Williams, whose mother passed away from breast cancer, and uh, he wrote Find a Cure on the eye black. He got fined for it. You, you have a guy like Brandon Marshall who wants to wear cleats for Mental Health Awareness Week, and he wears not the color of the team, but he wears the cleats to, to bring awareness to it. He gets fined for it. That's the stuff that bothers me. Yeah, they just apply those blanket rules every time. It's not always makes sense. It's way too early to start predicting end of season awards in the NBA because the NBA's season ain't even ain't even here yet, Harry Douglas. But you know what? They did it on ESPN Plus anyways, so we are going to talk about it because we love this kind of stuff. This is ESPN Radio presented to you by Progressive Insurance, Amber Wilson and Harry Douglas filling in for the guys. So ESPN Plus put out an article where they decided their favorites for the main NBA awards for the 22-23 upcoming season. Let's start with MVP. I'll get your thoughts here, Harry. They have as their favorite Giannis Antetokounmpo for the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't feel like that's much of a stretch. I guess the only interesting component there is that we do have a back-to-back two-time reigning MVP in Jokic, and he ain't Giannis. Giannis wasn't even the runner-up in Joel Embiid. 
Yeah, the the only thing about that, and I think Giannis is going to have a chip on his shoulder because they didn't make it to the NBA Finals. And granted, part of that was because they didn't have Chris Middleton. Uh, but they still took the Boston Celtics to seven games. Now, who I have as my favorite is going to be Luka, Luka Doncic. Uh, he's a guy who damn near averaged a triple-double. Uh, but I think making it to the Western Conference Finals this year is going to allow Luka to not come into the NBA season like he did last year, not in shape. I think he's going to understand that, you know what, we can take this to another level. Um, I, I love the trade and getting Christian Wood from the Houston Rockets. So I think Luka is going to really step it up even more and be that guy that gets over the hump and wins the MVP next year. They have Luka with the second best odds here in order to win. And again, these are odds com- uh, according to ESPN Plus that they did their own voting, their own pooled of voting here. And then Joel Embiid is tied with Luka. So I don't think either of those guys are a stretch. Like, I don't have a problem with you choosing Luka in that spot. We saw, like you said, what Luka was able to do. He's such a phenomenal player. Joel obviously is a player who has finished as a runner-up in the MVP voting now back-to-back seasons. Giannis is a phenomenal player. What's weird to me, though, about this top three is that Jokic isn't on here. And then you get down to four, it's Steph Curry, which, fine. I mean, that's not a huge stretch. Kawhi, after that, that one's interesting to me because can Kawhi stay healthy? What's Kawhi look like playing basketball? Man, it has been a minute since I've seen Kawhi Leonard doing Kawhi (laughs) things. And then John Morant is tied with Kawhi at fifth on this list. Now, that is surprising for such a young player. I don't disagree with it. John Morant, to me, is one of the most exciting players to watch in the entire NBA. I love myself some jaw. However, MVP is another level to take things to. So they have him in the big boys club already. Again, though, Jokic isn't on this list. Like, Jokic just won a back-to-back MVP. The man ain't on the top five. I'll tell you why. It's the same thing that I have for Aaron Rodgers in, 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 in the NFL. Um, it's hard for people to vote for you three times in a row. Number one, it's hard to win it two times in a row. But when you've seen the race as close as it was this year between him and Joel Embiid, if Aaron Rodgers in the National Football League ends up in a situation like this going into year three, and then Jokic here in the NBA, if you find somebody close to those uh, uh, two guys, they're, they're not going to get picked again for a third time in a row. It's just it's, – Most that's, likely that's the, not. I think Brett Favre yeah. did it, which is interesting – that Aaron Rodgers, if he was in a position to do it, same team. They're pretty lucky up there in Green oh, Bay no. at that quarterback position. But you're right. It's very, very difficult to get it a third time. There's been so many years LeBron has deserved it that he didn't win oh, the yes. award because we just get tired of it. I don't know if Jokic has that kind of greatness, though. Like, I don't know if we have the hangover from Jokic. I think this would also be Giannis's third, right, but not in a row. It's the in-the-row thing that really, you're right, is such a tall mountain to climb for people. So I understand that it's unlikely. I'm just surprised he's not in the top five in terms of odds. Like, John Morant has a better chance of winning than the dude who just won back-to-back MVPs. That is a little surprising to me, even if I am really high on John Morant. Uh, Let's talk about Rookie of the Year. Uh, They have Paolo Bancaro as their number one most likely in, in order to win the Rookie of the Year from the Orlando Magic. I don't feel like that's a stretch at all. Like, we're talking about the number one pick. They have Chet Holmgren right after him, Jaden Ivey, Keegan Murray, and Jamari Smith Jr. rounding out the top five. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Keegan Murray. Uh, got a 6'8", about 215, 220 pounds out of Iowa. I just love his game and the versatility, uh, his size, to be able to shoot the mid-range, shoot the three, put it on the deck a little bit. Uh, but defend as well coming from Iowa. So I'm going to go with Keegan Murray there. And I, I also believe that the Sacramento Kings, they haven't, 
they, they've messed up some things draft-wise. I don't think Keegan Murray is one of those mess-ups. I think he's going to be a solid player in the NBA, not just this year in his rookie year, but for years to come, too. I'm pretty high on Jamari Smith Jr. I mean, he's at five here on this list. I could see him doing things for the Houston Rocks. All of these guys are going to be able to make their marks, obviously, because not the best teams in the league. But I don't have a problem with them having the number one overall pick as the odds on winner right now before we've seen anybody do anything except for DeJounte Murray definitely has a problem with Paulo Bencaro being in that number (laughs) one spot. If you all know what I'm talking about, if you don't go Google it because of the beef between those two real quick here. Coach of the year, they have Udoka as the most likely here from the Boston Celtics. Tyron Lue, though, is two. I think that's the more surprising choice to me. That all comes down to whether the Clippers can actually stay healthy. And then they've got my guy Spo rounding out the top three. Yeah, I got Tyron Lue winning this. Um, I think the Clippers, they have literally the best roster in the entire NBA. And if those guys can stay healthy, you talk about a Paul George and a Kawhi Leonard adding a John Wall to that. But you look at the bench, you have guys like Reggie Jackson, Norman Powell, Robert Covington, Luke Kennard. They're solid across the board. The oh, they're solid, but they've been healthy. solid on they've been they're solid be on paper for years. It's all going to come down to what's happening there with Kawhi Leonard and oh, yeah. Paul George. And if they are out there healthy, Spo should have won coach of the year last year. He's deserved it numerous years. Having him at third on this list is an atrocity ESPN Plus. Do better. <laughs>